0: In today's episode, I will explain to you how you can now associate a hub in SharePoint Online with another hub in SharePoint Online. And specifically, I want to tell you about some important limitations you need to be aware of related to this new feature that we now have. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven Podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers, and now here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 94 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. Just a quick reminder first about my SharePoint Maven online academy. If you're interested in SharePoint, want to learn more about its wonderful features as well as some other applications within the Microsoft 365 ecosystem, I offer a number of on-demand courses uh, available in my academy. Just head over to my website, SharePointMaven.com, click on demand, and you will see a list of all the courses I teach, uh, all the topics, the curriculum for each course, as well as additional information about each and every uh, course available. If you become interested in one of them or several of them, um, make sure to enroll in them. And don't forget to use coupon code PODCAST20. This will allow you to take 20% off each and every course in my academy. All right, so back to the topic of today's podcast. Today I want to once again talk about hub sites. I actually recorded a number of episodes already on hub sites and what they're all about. Uh, So if you want to learn more about them and uh, different things related to hub sites, uh, feel free to check out episode number 2, 42, 46, and 72. In all of those episodes, I uh, explain to you what a hub site is and explain different uh, nuances related uh, to this wonderful feature. You can, of course, reference those episodes to later time uh, but for now i'll just provide you with a quick overview of what a hub site is essentially a hub site uh, is a feature that allows you to unite all the different uh, sites into uh, one common entity as you create all those different team sites and communication sites each and every site in sharepoint is pretty much a standalone entity there is really no connection uh, between the sites all right um, Uh, If you navigate to one site, there is really no easy way for you to navigate to another site. Other than the fact that they all reside in your tenant, there is really no physical connection uh, between the sites. You can delete one site or share it externally uh, or totally mess up a site and nothing will happen to the rest of the sites. Once again, each and every site is an independent entity. So back in 2018, Microsoft released a feature called HubSite. And essentially what this allows you to do, it allows you to unite various sites into a common entity, all right? So uh, essentially the way it works, you pick one site uh, and register it as a hub site, all right? So it becomes like a parent um, you know, site, if you will. And then uh, you just associate all the other sites uh, to that hub. And after you associate a site to the hub, uh, you have to build the navigation on that parent hub, essentially. And this navigation will propagate to uh, all the other sites uh, within the hub as well. So it's going to be consistent. So the primary reason we have a hub uh, is for navigation purposes. Uh, The reason why, uh, in my opinion, hub sites were created uh, for navigation purposes this way You could, uh, you know, maybe navigate to, let's say, HR department um, within your corporate hub, and then uh, within one click, navigate back to the parent hub or some other department site. Now, there are a few things that happen when you associate a site uh, to the hub. Uh, First of all, uh, you get uh, that navigation from the parent hub, all right? So the navigation is inherited. Uh, That's one thing. The second thing, the theme that you defined uh, at the parent hub uh, propagates uh, all the way down to all the associated sites. And the third thing that happens is that the site that you associate becomes part of the search scope. So what does it mean? It means that, let's say, you have five sites, five department sites that you connected to the parent hub. Uh, What that means is that now if you go to that parent hub, and use the search box at the top center of that uh, you know parent hub uh, you know site it will search all the five associated sites as well in addition to the top site as well so it's a quick way for you let's say again you know let's say you build a corporate hub you know maybe you have a main site an internet home site and then you have like five or ten department sites um just by searching this uh, search box uh, at the parent hub, you can now search uh, all the department sites uh, as well, pretty much with one search box. And essentially, that's what uh, a hub is all about, all right? You can have more than one hub. I mean, if you're a small business, you probably just need one hub. If you're a large organization, you you can have many hubs. Uh, But the limitation we had, the big limitation we had uh, for several years uh, is that you could never nest hubs. So let's say we have a large organization, and maybe HR department created their own, uh, you know, human resources hub. All right, and then um, maybe that hub consists of like I don't know five, ten sites, and then you wanted to include that HR hub into some corporate hub, you couldn't. So that's a limitation we had uh, for the last um, three years approximately. And luckily, this was resolved in late 2021. This is where we got an ability to nest one hub inside of the other hub. So that hub-to-hub association occurs in the SharePoint Admin Center, essentially the same place where you need to register your hubs in the first place. Uh, And I realize that this is a podcast, so it's uh, kind of hard, uh, you know, probably for you to visualize this. But... What I will do in the show notes, and i always do that, I will uh, make sure to include a relevant blog post with images and everything uh, on how to associate one hub uh, to another hub. Uh, But what I would like to do instead um, is tell you about several important limitations that I see with this new feature. And this could be just, I guess, my personal annoyances and complaints, uh, but I do find some of those limitations pretty... Uh, severe uh, so at the minimum I would like to share them with you and if you have an opinion on them I uh, will always be happy to to hear your opinion uh, you can obviously reach out to me uh, by email or on social media all right so the first limitation or I guess the first complaint of mine is that uh, this particular feature might lead to to confusion. Several years ago when Microsoft adopted uh, this flat architecture, it was pretty straightforward, right? Uh, You had all the sites, you know, essentially created as independent entities, and you had the hub that would unite all those different sites, but it was a relatively, you know, kind of flat model, right? Uh, It's not like there was a site with a subsite underneath, like we used to have with uh, old, you know, classic site collections. Uh, Even when you created a hub, it was still kind of a flat architecture there was really no uh, kind of you know i guess top level site and you know second level site uh, it's still flat architecture so it was pretty easy to maintain now that we have an ability to nest one hub inside of the other hub it can get pretty complicated all right especially when you have many many different levels in my opinion uh, i think keeping it flat like it used to be would have been a better option the second limitation that I see is that there is really no navigation inheritance. Uh, remember how I mentioned a little bit earlier when you create uh, a single hub and when you associate sites to the hub, the navigation is inherited, right? So whatever you a navigation you uh, set up, you created at the parent hub uh, propagates uh, to all the associated sites. Well, this does not happen with nested hubs. So once again, uh, if I use the same example, if I, let's say, have an HR hub with its own navigation, and then I have a corporate hub with its own navigation, if I associate HR hub to the corporate hub, uh, navigation will not change, right? Navigation on the HR hub will stay as is, and navigation on the corporate hub will stay as is. So there is really no um, common navigation between hubs. And I probably realize why we have this limitation just so that, I guess, navigation is not messed up uh, when you start connecting and nesting all these different hubs. Uh, But still, uh, in my opinion, right, I mean, the whole reason why we have hub sites uh, for the most part is navigation. We want an easier way. We want consistent way for our users to navigate around. And unfortunately, this does not happen. Another limitation that we have uh, with nested hub sites is that there is no branding inheritance. Once again, when you connect a site to to a hub, uh, you do get uh, branding inheritance, all right? So uh, this assures that all the sites look the same, have the same theme, uh, have consistent look and feel throughout the hub. Uh, Once again, does not occur when you nest a hub within another hub. So if your HR hub was, you know, blue theme and your corporate hub was red theme, all right, the branding, the theme of the hub sites, uh, you know, respective hub sites will not change. And again, I realized maybe that was by design, um, you know, right, especially within a large organization. Uh, If you have many different hubs, you know, maybe you want to have, um, you know, each hub you want it to be unique, But at the same time, if uh, you worry about governance, and by the way, my previous episode uh, was all about governance and uh, the different components of governance. Uh, If you worry about governance uh, and uh, you want to uh, institute some sort of consistency within your organization, uh, that's not easily possible because once again, there is no branding inheritance another limitation i wanted to mention is that the new hubs that you create uh, are not reflected in the uh, automatic links uh, for hub navigation uh, let me try to explain what i mean by that all right um, when you nest the hub within another hub uh, and then go ahead and start building the navigation on uh, uh, any of the hub sites um, there is actually um, a new Uh, navigation uh, label uh, that exists that allows you to pretty much, um, you know, uh, automatically create links to all the existing, you know, child hubs and top-level hubs uh, that exist. So say you uh, maybe had five uh, different hub sites, maybe each department, um, you know, is a hub site uh, with its own associated sites, and then you connected those five uh, hub sites to a corporate hub, all right? So you nested them inside of the corporate hub. Uh, well, what you can do is uh, if you build a navigation on each of those uh, respective uh, you know, hubs, uh, you can uh, add some automatic links that exist. Essentially, it will automatically add all the links to all the other hubs, um, at least the top-level hubs, uh, within uh, your hub site architecture. So essentially, there will be an easy way uh, for you to navigate uh, among uh, all these different hubs. Again, this is not a kind of a common navigation among all hub sites. It's just a way for you to navigate from one hub uh, site to another. And the limitation that exists is that let's say you now decide to... Uh, you know, create another hub site, all right, uh, hub site number six, and then you decide to associate it to that corporate hub, well, guess what? It's not going to be reflected in that uh, automated kind of links navigation I just mentioned. Uh, hopefully I didn't confuse you. I know it's probably hard to kind of uh, visualize it um, without seeing it in action. So once again, um, when you're in front of you, the computer, make sure to uh, check out the show notes. Uh, there will be a link to the blog post that will explain, uh, you know, to you uh, and show you uh, explain this limitation further and show you the uh, the images so you you understand what the limitation is all about. Another limitation that exists uh, is that uh, search only impacts the first three levels. So you can connect, uh, you know, create different levels, many different levels of those hub sites, you know, that. F- one hub site inside of the other one, inside of the other one, etc. But in order for search to work, it only impacts the first three levels. So if let's say you created, um, I don't know, um, a hierarchy of uh, hub sites five levels deep, well, it's only going to search the first three. Right? Uh, when you go to the top, um, you know, top uh, level hub site, the parent uh, or you know, hub site that you have it will only search the first three levels. It's not going to search the other two. The last limitation I wanted to mention is actually uh, related to the uh, end users, more probably relevant to the end users. Uh, But from the end user standpoint, it's kind of impossible to understand. It's not really clear what they're searching. Uh, Remember when we, um, you know, before this new feature was released, we just kind of had this flat architecture where we had a hub and then you know all the sites associated to that hub if you went to that top level you know hub site and clicked on the search box and by the way it would say something like search across sites uh, essentially that search box will search uh, all the you know sites associated to that hub Well, guess what? Now, if you go, if you uh, nest, you know, create several levels, uh, all right, of hubs and go, let's say, and search at the top level hub site, it will also tell you search across sites, but it doesn't really tell you what sites it's searching, all right? It doesn't really tell to the end user uh, whether it's searching, you know, this hub or, you know, two levels or three levels of hub sites, all right? It's not really, really clear to the user what exactly it's searching. Uh, now, uh, when the user does execute the search, all right, when they uh, you know, type something, a keyword, and hit enter, uh, it will present them with the search results, and only at that point, it will give them just above the search results, um, it will give them a breadcrumb uh, of their location. So uh, it will essentially tell them what it is that it's searching. All right? So if they happen to be Uh, maybe on, uh, I don't know, um, level three, you know, a hub site, it will tell them uh, the exact path uh, of that uh, search result. So this was a summary of uh, all the limitations that uh, I found with uh, this nested hub sites uh, model. Once again, some might not really be, uh, you know, a major limitations to you or might not be uh, too much of a concern, um, you know, to you, which is great. But the bottom line is, with nested hub sites, the only thing that is, uh, you know, uh, really impacted is the search, all right? Once again, with nested hub sites, uh, you do not get inherited navigation, all right? Uh, Navigation is not inherited. With nested hub sites, you don't get any branding inheritance either. Uh, The only thing that is really inherited, if you will, uh, is the search, all right? The only thing that is impacted when you connect one hub site uh, to another uh, is that search box. That's all it is. All right, so that was all I wanted to mention in this particular episode. Uh, hopefully you found it useful. Um, as I mentioned previously, I will make sure to include the relevant uh, blog post in the show notes so you can check it out and check out all the images uh, and get more information on the limitations I mentioned. But for now, thank you very much for listening and talk to you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven Podcast with Greg Zelfon. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.